welcome to Don't Fuck It Up. Hey, Jamie, how are you doing? Good morning. Yeah, it is early. Um, we decided to record my evening, Jamie's morning, so she might be a little bit sounding like a rocker, rocker girl <laughs> because <laughs> of course, her voice is all horsey. Um, my sexy morning voice. <laughs> Your sexy morning voice. Today's episode is all about gratitude. If you listen to the two podcast episodes right before, this is a three-part series of our holiday special, which is how to thrive and not just survive the holidays. Part one was the triggers. We talked all about the triggers, so go ahead and listen to it. Part two is action. And now we're talking about gratitude, but you can also listen to them individually. It's totally fine. Yeah. So we survived and we thrived through Thanksgiving. At least Jamie did. I had a couple of fuck ups there, which I will talk about. <laughs> so what about you, Jamie? How did your non-turkey Thanksgiving turned out? Uh, it was really great. It was wonderful. We had friends over. Some stayed the whole time. Some had other, you know, family obligations and so came by and, and had some ham and then skedaddled on to their other obligations. And the conversation was amazing. And We have laughs and now some inside jokes and some funny memories of, you know, really just sitting around the table and engaging with each other. And so I think after I let go, my feeling of what I thought it needed to be or what, I mean, I, I don't know, is food materialistic? I guess it is, but <laughs> <laughs> what things... I needed to provide and really just let go and leaned into what I wanted the experience to feel like that switch really clicked for me. It was great. It was really, really fun. So thank That's you for chatting me off the ledge with the ham situation. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really cool. Good to hear. And it's just I can share a little bit about how my Thanksgiving was because it didn't go as we planned it out to be. First of all, Quinn might have the turkey pox, which turned out not to be. Um, she was she just had that little awful rash of like head, mouth, and foot, and she was completely fine. But she was just contagious, so we had to cancel all plans to not get anybody else infected with it. And um Tanner ended up working all day. There was basically no Thanksgiving holiday. Reflecting on it now, I think it took me about a... Has Thanksgiving been two weeks or one week? I don't even know anymore. One week. One week. So I had to take about a week to reflect on all of it now, where I'm now finally in a good, healthy mind. The past week has been a little bit difficult because Thanksgiving didn't go as well. Friday, Tanner took, didn't took the day off either. I had to um, stay home as well, which I plan to get some work done and really be like ahead of the holiday shopping and all that and just setting up the house for the holidays. Nothing really worked out. So 
<laughs> it really discouraged me and put me into that. Uh, just It just put me into my own funk and I had to sit in my shit for a little bit. And it escalated rather quickly on Friday night and then to Saturday. And Jamie and I talked about it, that I was just not in a good mindset. And I was just really annoyed with the relationship, with my life, with just the expectations I had. And it just all caught up to me. And we wanted to record, but quite honestly, I was not ready to share too many things. So now a week has passed. I'm ready to share a little bit more. And I think reflecting on it, it was a lot of feeling of not having what I'm used to of not <clears throat> having the lifestyle that I used to have, which living in the Bay Area, having all the things I needed, all the love around me, the people I picked to be my my creating new transitions. And even with the thought of wanting to do that over here this month, this year, it didn't work. It just didn't work out. So there's just a lot of sitting in my own shit, like I said, and I just had to feel sorry for myself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and talk it out with you. Yeah. I think, you know, that's so interesting because on one hand, uh, we can do the work that we've been up to in this series so far. We can plan ahead and say the holidays are coming. Here are the triggers and create that awareness. We can think through the symptoms that it might cause. We can, you know, we talked about then finding the root to get towards what we want to plan into action-wise to create what we want and avoid the pitfalls or triggers that we normally find ourselves in. So preparation, yes. And sometimes even with preparation, which I know you were in the work of preparing, you know, your babe is sick and your partner ends up working over the holiday. And like you said, you needed to sit in your shit for a few days to work it out and get to a place where now, you know, as we record, we, we get to see our faces. And so you are fine as you're talking about this. It's not just that you are pretending to be fine so that you can have a, a good thing to talk about on the podcast. You know, last weekend we were meant to record and you were not in the space to do it. And so today I can tell that you've done the the flip side work, which is, okay, so you tried the preparation. It didn't actually go the way that you planned. And now you're doing the reflection post-mortem, so to speak, on how it went, what didn't work. And that I think will give you a sense of for Christmas, for the next big thing, whether it's a holiday or not, you know, a deeper dive into what might happen if things don't go the way that you want. And so I appreciate you sharing that because I know we went back and forth on whether this would be something you would share with, with the listeners and on the podcast or not. So high five for being brave and vulnerable Yay. for everyone to hear. <clears throat> and I think, you know, it's, it's the perfect example and what we're going to talk through in gratitude because sometimes you are in your shit and it's really difficult to be grateful for anything. I think when we talked last weekend about this and, and our prep for this call, and your answer was, 
I'm not grateful for anything in this moment. And then that's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. And then after talking it through, you're like, okay, well, I'm grateful for this and I'm grateful for that. And there were things that you, you know, you kind of rolled your eyes a little bit at me, like, okay, I I am. And you're still working through it. And so I think it's really powerful to say, I can show gratitude in the moment when things are going well, but having a plan of action to know that there are going to be times where you don't feel grateful for anything and you do feel like everything's a shit show. How do you prepare yourself for that? And what are the things that you can do to remind yourself of even the littlest things that no matter what is happening in your life, you can always be thankful for and having that will allow you to start to pull yourself out of your shit when you're ready to stop sitting in it. And I think that's the point, right? That's the point. You can give yourself the time to sit in your shit. It's completely fine. It just, it needs to be a turning point where you stop feeling sorry for yourself and you're like, you know what? That shit's so stupid. (laughs) I'm going to get out of it right now because actually it's been three days and it's over. And there's no going back on it anymore. So I can't really, yeah, reverse it. And something I read too is like, think about how many times you have already had this holiday experience and how many times it has been already great. So how many lifetimes did you actually experience that already? Because a lot of people don't. Or they never experience a great experience on Thinking back onto those times that I really, really had a good time and that it was just great, you can be grateful for that too. So and yeah. I think those are just things that will not come in the moment of anger, of frustration, of grieving, of all the negative feelings that are relevant and that you actually should be feeling in order to get over it. But they will come after and it took me a week now to, to get to this point. And I mean, there's some other shit that came my way, but it's it's not even worth it. It's not even worth it that I'm freaking out about that. I love that Jamie left me a message and she actually told me what she's thankful for this year. And we went back and forth. So that was just like, it made me teary. I was like on the playground by myself on Thanksgiving, freezing in the cold. And Jamie leaves me a sweet message and telling me how grateful she is for the connection we have here and the amazing thing we are doing together, this podcast, and to share this with everybody. And um, it just was heartfelt. It really helped me already to get over the hump, <laughs> to start the thought process of there's more things than just a big meal to feel tired afterwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Regard- regardless of what the meal is encompassing, yes. right? Yes. What dishes actually make it from the bougie delivery (laughs) service to your table? (laughs) That's right. And yeah. Um, Well, I think that is a great segue because with gratitude, it's a word I think that gets thrown around a lot. Sometimes like, I love you, right? It is so powerful and meaningful. And at the same time, if it's thrown around in a way that is not, I don't want to say careless, but abused lightly, right? Yeah. If it's casual, yeah, then 
is it as powerful as it could be if it was really said or shown with intention? And one thing I was thinking about when we were prepping for this call is uh, love languages. Mm-hmm. So how I choose to, I love giving gifts. I love it. Little curated, dorky, out of the blue gifts. You know, you see something and it reminds you of someone and then sending it off. And you know, and that's one of the main ways that, especially with um, when I've led teams in the past, you know, little during our one-on-ones, having little affirmator cards, it could be something totally small, but, you know, and if that's not the way that the person receives love languages, it might not be as powerful for them. So I think really understanding who you're sharing support to And I think in that moment, what I know of you is I knew it was hard. I knew you weren't going to get to do your Thanksgiving the way that you wanted to do. And I also know that you really appreciate words of affirmation. And so it felt really good, really relevant to share my gratitude for you, which is immense in that way where I had a feeling it would really land um, powerfully so that you could receive it in the way that you value that type of gratitude and love. So love languages, when we're talking about gratitude and really sharing how we feel about those who are closest to us, because we talked about it before, you know, those who are closest to us probably get the most shit because when things aren't going right and I'm sitting in my shit and Joe comes home and cooks his snack and just leaves it all over the kitchen that I've just cleaned. I'm like, really? And something that is ridiculously small. So he left a mess in the kitchen. I just cleaned in that moment. I take it to mean you don't give a shit about me. We both have full-time jobs. I'm the only one who takes care of the house. You didn't even notice that I spent X amount of you know time cleaning the kitchen, and then you just come on in like I'm your fucking maid, and I'm going to clean up after you, right? And so this is the conversation that happens in my head, and a lot of times, to be honest, then comes out of my mouth. And <laughs> at the end of the day, is that a huge deal? Absolutely not. Is it a little bit like irritating? For sure. Does he need to clean up and do more Yes. And he knows we've had this conversation, but was he intending for me to internalize his leaving a dish in the sink? Yep. (laughs) And you know, his, his breadcrumbs on my clean countertops as he doesn't care about me. And he thinks I'm the maid who just like lives to clean up after him. And he's, he's the most important thing. So he can just leave his shit everywhere. No, that is absolutely. He was hungry. (laughs) Tired. And he wants to watch the baseball game. So, <laughs> I, you know what comes to mind to me when you started talking about this? Like, we are all avatars and we are connected to the source of intelligence with our tails and we can all connect to each other. And we all have the same thoughts because what you just said are completely my thoughts. That's exactly where I go. When I'm annoyed for something, shit doesn't go my way. I just freak out and let it out on him. And it's the littlest thing. you leaving the toilet seat up. You don't care about how I use the toilet. I will sit on it blank if I'm in <laughs> waking up in the middle of the night. You don't care about my privacy. You don't. I'm the only one cleaning stuff. Like I'm holding the household together. Everything is now 
I'm taking on the load of everything, right? I'm the the center of attention. I'm the center of your world and everything spins around me because I'm holding it together. And really, what did he need to do? He was tired. He wanted to use the restroom and go back to bed. <laughs> and probably half asleep and didn't even remember most likely the restroom in the middle when he woke up and you were yelling at him about it. Yeah. <laughs> Though to say, I have to say that it has been an issue for 12 years. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's a long running roadblock. Yeah. It's but also a running joke. You know, it's one of those things where if the people who are closest to us see us at our worst, then how can we be very intentional with a, you know, when, when Joe leaves a dish out, I do not internalize that process because something else happened earlier in the day, which was really what set me off to be in this negative mindset. But how do we use the times where we can show gratitude and appreciation and love to be the most impactful and the most intentional. Because what I know is that in that moment when I'm, you know, flipping out about something super small and, you know, getting into it with Joe and he's just looking at me like, what are you doing? I know it's happening, right? Like simultaneously in my brain, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're making a huge deal out of this. You could have actually just had a rational conversation and said, hey, babe, like I literally just cleaned the kitchen. Can you come clean your dish? And you would have been like, oh shit, sorry. Yep. Got it. Like that's how simple it could have been. And in that moment, I used that outlet for me to like, you know, claws out and um, turn it into something different. So where are those places of appreciation and understanding before the blow up happens. Right. And so I think with this conversation of gratitude, that was the first thing that came up for me. So like love languages and making sure that the people who are closest to us, who most often get the brunt of when we're having the bad days, how do we make sure that when we're having our good days, they really feel how much we adore and appreciate them. And then the second piece, when I was looking at the actual definition of gratitude, like the Webster's. I did too. I did too. <laughs> and what came, so I'll read it because I have it pulled up. It's the Perfect. quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for, and to return kindness. And the thing that really stuck out to me when I read this last week was to be able to return kindness. Because for me in this episode, that's really where my brain was gravitating towards you know, I'm in a space right now where I have so much to be thankful for. And in this cycle of my life, this year, this holiday season, what will fill my cup is really finding ways to connect with the community and put that collective goodness into the world. So not just for my own people who are close to me, but also kind of what Jamie Ann was talking about, where smile and say hello to a stranger walking down the street because you actually, you don't know, you might be the only person that speaks to them that day. We're still, COVID is still a thing. There's still a lot of quarantining and fear of, you know, being outside and some restrictions. And so what are those little collective things that I can do within the community? Because I am in a space and time right now where I have the ability to do that. And so I feel like there is a responsibility. And so returning kindness to those around me and also paying it forward in a sense so that someday, tomorrow, next week, next month, someone that I've 
don't even know has been a recipient of something that I've put out into the world, then maybe takes it on and does it for somebody else. So that's what I got from my my journaling and research for what we wanted to talk about today. What are your what are your thoughts on how we do yeah, that? I researched it a little bit too. And for me, what stood out was that gratitude is also really close related to loss or to appreciation. And it also comes gratitude can come naturally, like big life-changing event, right? A baby is born, you getting a new job, like you winning the lottery, like whatever it is, right? Like this is like natural gratitude. Um, you don't really have to do something for it. Like it just happens and other people can enjoy it with you. And then there is the gratitude that comes out of a loss, out of the grief, even out of death. And that's something that has like, I think we gravitate more often to that because more negative things happen to us than positive things. And we always grab onto the negative. That was one thing that really stood out to me. And I think for me, gratitude is right now, I'm grieving a lot. I'm grieving a lot throughout the holidays. So therefore, my gratitude is, and that is another thing, I think gratitude goes hand in hand with mindfulness. So if you are becoming more aware of things, like you are sitting in your shit, where is this coming from? Where are those big feelings that are all mixed up and those lash outs are coming from right now? Start journaling and really put a name on the feeling you're having. And I think with that mindfulness and with that awareness, now you can create the gratitude out of that grief and that loss, which for me is, I'm really happy I have 10 around. I'm really happy I have family around. I'm really happy I have friends around. Even they're not in person with me, I can always call them. And actually all the conversations that I still have with the people that I do Zoom calls or WhatsApp calls or whatever it is with they have become a lot more personal. Mm. They're not just like, yep, see you later. And we talk about this and we talk about that. And it's like not really deep conversations. No, like the conversations are now like most of the times one-on-one and we are really present and we pay attention to it. So reflecting on it, I'm really grateful for that, that those conversations that I have with the people that are still left and I have a lot of uh, meaning to they just they're just really good they're really wholesome and I feel good leaving off and it doesn't feel like we skipped two years of not seeing each other mm. so and when you see each other you got to connect right where you left off yeah so that is one thing that I'm the the gratitude piece comes in for me and yeah and like giving back to the community I think once you start becoming more aware and one you want to be more positive too and you want to say like when I go to work my work sometimes tends to be rather how can I say this without offending anybody (laughs) but my work can be really stressful and people are always under pressure and there is not a lot of time and it just people are frustrated and with frustration just comes a lot of like not having time to find gratitude or the happiness within it 
So, and for me, it's important that I always say good morning and hello to everybody. It doesn't matter if I know this face. It doesn't matter if we're in the restroom. It doesn't matter. And I also consciously make the the effort when I go into a different department to actually ask people, how are you? How's it going? What's new? Like to make a quick conversation and to really like be present in that conversation to just get to know them. And I think it just creates such a better team bond and at least like two or three minutes for somebody to feel like they're connecting with somebody else. And just instead of just doing the work, like you are on, what do you call it? Like, um, like on a machine, you know, and you're just working away. So the effort when I go into a different department to actually ask people, how are you? How's it going? What's new? Like to make a quick conversation and to really like be present in. I also, I, I think I'm just, I learned over the years to just, to always cultivate conversation, to always go and just share a little bit, like share something. There's no harm in it. There's no smile at them. And I know in Germany, it's such a weird thing to say to, to a stranger, how are you? Um, <laughs> which that's my American in me, I guess it's coming out a lot. People are a little tipped off by it in the beginning. And once they understand that I actually mean it, that I actually want to know, and they can also say, hey, my day fucking sucks. I don't want to be here. And they're like, cool, tell me more about it. Yeah. <laughs> How can we turn that around? And I think that's something that they don't expect. And that already might bring a little spark into the day, you know? So that for me is an important thing too. I love talking. <laughs> Hence why we're doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I think just connecting and really trying to be present when you know people are frustrated you kind of I think through the awareness you create that that knowing that sometimes people need a little bit more sometimes you just want to give a little bit more and with that you get so much in return too right it makes me feel really warm and cozy when somebody says like thank you for asking and thank you for caring mm -hmm. and um That gives me that sense of gratitude that I'm like, yeah, I'm doing something good without putting anything in than just a little bit of time. Yeah. Well, and I think that's so interesting because for you, it's very natural, right? So when we talk about, okay, how can you do something that feels really authentic and really good and maybe doesn't cost a lot of money? Maybe it's not donating money, but it's it's giving of your time. And like you said, in Germany, it's not, I mean... I guess, quote unquote, normal to ask a stranger or someone that you don't already know well how they're doing. And if in your office space, you make it your mission to anybody you make eye contact with, anybody you're in the same room with, whether it's the restroom or the break room or the office, to have that, even if it's a minute long connection on a human level, how is it going for you today? Who knows a year from now, if maybe you will have shifted a little bit of the culture, at least in your own office, to invite people to think about that connection. And it's probably something you will never see the full results of, but that's a gift that you can give that if that does become the norm in your office, all of those people then have their outside lives. So who are they then going to ask once it becomes normal and, and intuitive for them? 
on the street or at the grocery store, at the gas station, like, hey, how's it going? And so you'll likely not see the ripple effect that you have, but I think that is a beautiful example of so easy to do and really authentic to you. And like you said, when someone really heartfelt response is, thank you for asking. You yeah. Know, that, that means you've definitely made an impact on their day. Yeah. And yeah, it just, it, it helps you to be just a happier person in general. Yeah. I think it just, you get so much in return and it, for some people where it doesn't come naturally, I think even just trying it out, maybe there's a different way you can do it. Maybe you just put like another quarter into a meter of somebody else whose meter is about to expire. You don't have to make any contact with them, but they might see you from the window and they yeah. just yell at you and say like, thank you for doing this without <laughs> you wanting to even notice it, right? You just do that for yourself. Like, hey, I saved that person from a parking ticket. That reminds me of my dad. So this is no longer a thing because of course in the Bay Area, everything is automated with fast track and there is no cash exchange at all. But anytime we would go over a bridge because growing up in the Bay Area, there's several bridges depending on which direction we would go. And the majority of the time it was because we were going out to the to the Delta to go camper, mm -hmm. uh, jet ski or something like that. And he would always pay for the person behind us, the toll. So, you know, it's like four or five bucks, whatever to go across the bridge. And he would always pay for the person behind. And I think, you know, there's just something fun about that. Pay it forward. It's completely out of the blue. And, you know, it was an insignificant amount of money. You know, it wasn't like a major cash donation, but just something really fun to brighten that person's day. And, you know, there's other ways to do it now. I've seen people, you know, buy, buy the person behind their Starbucks or things like that. So yeah, I love that one too. And it's, you know, if you have, you have a few extra bucks, I mean, why not do something completely random for a stranger? And what's so funny is that selfishly, like even thinking about it, like I'm, you can see me, I'm, I'm smiling really big <laughs> at that memory and at the thought of, of doing that. I'm like, mm, where in my week can I fit something like that in this week. So selfishly, I'm like, ooh, it would make me feel really good <laughs> to randomly surprise someone because I don't think we expect anymore. It's very, you know, especially with with the pandemic, I think everybody has at, at some point and in some way turned internally yeah, mm -hmm. and into protective mode. And so that I think is is a great piece too because you know, what, what comes up for me around gratitude is that it doesn't protect us from the negative emotions. And I don't think we need to be necessarily protected from the negative emotions, right? If we didn't have the negative, we wouldn't feel the positive. So there are times where the negative emotions are what is needed and what is called for in the moment. But I think gratitude definitely unshackles us from the toxic part of the negative emotions. So not just feeling them, but when like for you last week where it got so overwhelming that then it turned into a larger part of your relationship with Tanner and, you know, affected outside things, that was the toxic piece 
of you you interpreting and feeling the negative emotions. Um, me hollering at Joe and turning it into he doesn't he doesn't love me because he <laughs> leaves his dirty dish in my clean kitchen. That's the toxic part of my interpretation of the negative emotions. So the where gratitude is almost this magician in all of that is that we I know when I'm sitting in gratitude and I'm able to pull that through, I don't go to the toxic place of the negative. Yeah. It's still annoying. I'm still irritated. I still wish whatever's going on wasn't going on because I'd prefer to not deal with it. But I can sit grounded in gratitude, grounded in responsiveness instead of reactiveness where my brain spins out and I end up making it worse. Yeah. And you go to places you just don't want to be in. And quite honestly, if you would have not been overwhelmed or if your week would have not been as busy as it was and you actually had time to reflect every day on the shitty parts instead of letting them pile up, pile up, pile up, where you just then were so toxic and you exploded and spiraled. Um, that's the piece that I'm in the practice of constantly. Like, it still happens. Mm. But... I think it is it is just a practice. It is a practice of acknowledging it, being okay with it, talking it out with your partner. And here's the action piece. How are you going to change it again? What are you going to do? And then it goes back to the first episodes where what it triggers. And that's why this all, those three points just fit so nicely together and why we chose to talk about it really in more depth. And also share our experiences with you guys. So <clears throat> ah, it's such a it's such a big thing. <clears throat> and especially I think we're not just dealing with the regular holidays, right? We're dealing with a pandemic holiday. So mm -hmm. I think now it's even so much harder because there is so much disconnect. There's so much fear all around us. There's so much negativity from the news and We focus right now so much more on all the negative impact this pandemic has on us. It is terrible, and I'm sick and tired of it as well. But there might be a glimpse for some people that has something positive brought out of it. And mm -hmm. I don't want to make it, like, I don't want to talk it nice or anything. Of course, I would rather not have it. But I think it just let us lets us feel a lot more things and... How can we now turn this potentially into a positive? How can we make those holidays with the pandemic around us? And quite honestly, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, Germany is going into a complete Austria's lockdown. Germany is heading there right now. Our numbers are skyrocketing again. I don't know what's going to happen in a week. They might shut us all down again. So they promise not to do it, but it might happen. And then... My Christmas that I planned out to go and see the parents and Quinn to see her grandparents and we ordered the food already and I have the plans and it all might not happen and it all might be canceled. What am I going to do then? Do I sit on my shit for those holidays to make it worse for Tanner and Quinn? Cry my eyes out that I can't have this holiday that I so badly wanted and I wanted to get out of Berlin for a little bit? Or do I still get a tree, decorate it nice, make it our own holiday, 
have my parents and my brother and the whole family on a Zoom call for four or five hours, do everything over over the phone, like unwrapping presents. And what is what am I grateful for? I'm grateful for I'm not sick. I'm not experiencing COVID. I my heater is working. <laughs> I have presents. I have food. I have access to the vaccines. And hopefully it will all get better. But I think I think the really hard part right now, it's not just we know what to be grateful for. It is also with the pandemic, the unknown of what's going to happen. And having something unknown makes it really hard to find the gratitude in it. I think you could make a game out of it, <laughs> right? With the unknown. And you've already done so much prep, I know, because you <clears throat> are fearful that you won't be able to have this holiday with your family the way that you intended and have have time to get out of Berlin and be in person. And what I know from what you just said is that you already have made a list mentally and knowing you've probably written it down. <laughs> if that does happen, what you can be grateful for, because you just shared it with us, you're grateful that you can still have a tree, still have food, still unwrap presents, the gift of technology to be able to be on with your family via Zoom and at least see their faces and hear their voices, even if it's not because you're in the same room. And what else? There might be something else. Maybe you don't have heat. Maybe there's a power outage. And so your food is sitting in the fridge and you can't cook it. You know, there are always going to be, and I think that's the point, pandemic or no, there are always going to be curveballs totally. and unknowns. So what can we do to ground ourselves for the times that we know are going to sneak up on us and we're going to need to really dig deep to be rooted in gratitude and get ourselves through it in a way that feels the least shitty. And for me, I shared this with you, Sabina, last week, I think. I have this little notepad that it has a it has flamingos on it. <laughs> And it says, today I'm grateful for, and then there's bullet points one through five. And the instructions on the back of the notepad say, fill out one sheet per day, tear it off, put it in your pocket, read often, and repeat tomorrow. And so I don't do this every day, but I do have two or three of these sheets that I've written down things that I can be grateful for always. Like no matter what is happening in my life, I can be grateful because I know that they will never not be there. And so that is something that helps me during those times where I start to feel my triggers. Like, okay, I'm overwhelmed. Things aren't going as planned. I'm starting to feel you know, those emotions, negative emotions start to go in a space where it's not just mindful awareness. I'm starting to live into them yeah. and I can pull that out and it doesn't always help, help instantly, but it does break the spell for me, at least of that negativity 
cycle because I might still feel the negative emotions and need to figure out how to move through them. But that visual, I'm a very visual person. So that visual and reminder, it's almost like, you know, like in school where you would do a time capsule or like write a Mm -hmm. note to your future self, you know, that Mm -hmm. kind of a thing. When I'm in a good space and really thankful, those core things that I know in my life, I am always appreciative of help me not sit in my shit too long. Yeah, it's just it's just really good to to have those kind of reminders and it's also maybe in order to figure out what you are grateful for you have to start with giving yourself affirmations of love. Affirmations to give yourself. If maybe it needs to start with telling yourself every morning or like even looking deep with in your own eyes. Like looking at yourself to really see who's in there, to shake it up. And maybe the next time you do that, you tell yourself, you know what? You have really beautiful eyes. And you just tell yourself. I think a big part of the gratitude piece is also recognizing that you're worthy of it, recognizing or like giving yourself that love, having self-love, and really... Because I think only then you can really give that gratitude to others too, to be grateful of others if you really start loving yourself. And that's a big jump for some people that never explored that kind of work, right? That never been there or just starting out to learning it. It has nothing to do with loving yourself too much, (laughs) but it just makes you a better person to just give yourself that time too, and you need it. So one of the things we talked about is give yourself the time right now if you're feeling overwhelmed to really step back and say, what do I need right now? And if you can figure this out, shit will not get as toxic. So I think that is a core point here too, to just the overwhelming piece is just what's happening for me right now a lot. And I'm just speaking of my own experience that I just have I just have to take myself time to journal, to sit in it, to get out of it, and then to write also things down that I'm grateful for and having those as a reminder and actually putting them out in the universe and saying them out loud, even if it is just to myself, makes them they become so much more real. And you just Yeah, you just embody them. And then it shines. You can give that to others. Well, and I think that's a great way to wrap to wrap this conversation because, you know, you and I have shared for us what, what happens when we're grounded in gratitude and when we are not, and also things that we action or light us up to show appreciation. And it's going to be different for everyone, right? Just like... Um, you know, the love languages, um, how you choose to show love and receive love might be different. Some people love gifts. Some people love words. Some people love quality time. Everybody is different. And three core things that we've talked about as I'm summarizing this for my, myself that anyone can take away and then personalize. I think what you just said, it starts with yourself. What can you say to yourself you know, that you are appreciative for, even, even in times of self-doubt, 
I know there's at least one thing that I can say I'm, I'm proud of myself for, or I'm grateful that I am this type of human or, you know, I have a good brain or whatever it is. So it starts with what can you do to write yourself that letter of appreciation and gratitude and you don't have to share it with anyone but be be real honest and like you said it's not about making yourself conceited or tooting your own horn it's about appreciating your journey and who who you are as a human so it starts with self that's one way it starts with our immediate friends and family those who are closest to us who might sometimes see the the worst us at our worst. And so how can we show them us at our best when we're in that headspace? And then little pieces of paying it forward. And it could be big gestures as well. If you have the time and the space and the money and the energy, it could be a really large gesture that you bring a whole community together uh, to pay it forward and, and be of service. And if you're not in that space, saying hello starting a conversation, buying a Starbucks or, you know, putting, putting money in someone's meter and they'll never know (laughs) that you did it. And so, yeah, uh, self immediate circle and then outer community, I think are great ways to start and be grounded and can whatever, whatever timing buying a Starbucks it doesn't have to be every day, but whatever timing, as long as there's consistency. And I think that's where the mindfulness and awareness comes in, that it's something that is a focus. Yeah, I think the consistency is really the piece, right? And the consistency comes through reflecting on those things and really becoming, and it, it starts so small. You just go and take the dog for a walk and you're not on your phone. You don't have your iPhones in and you just look at how the trees move and the leaves are on the ground or how, yeah, how, how it feels to push around those leaves that are falling down. That is mindfulness. That is being aware. That is being in the moment right here, right now. And it will give you so much more self-love at the same moment. It will give you kindness. Somebody else might see it and it might already trigger you too. If you're doing the holidays at somebody's house, just ask them if you can help them. If you can do the dishes, if you can bring the trash out, don't even ask, just do it. If you see the trash is full, just bring it out after dinner. I'm pretty sure that person will be stoked if you just do it out of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, I would be. Just Those are just so such little things. And if you don't have a family and if you're not spending it with family, Like, how can you also give back to other people that don't have a family? Maybe you create that family. And I think I'm thinking of a friend of mine who doesn't have a family in the Bay Area or we were their family too. And he has been mobilizing communities in San Francisco to donate um, food and toys for, for kids. He has, he owns his own business. It's a skateboard store and... They just mobilize so many people and they give back every holiday so much. And he's been recognized by the city for it. And it's just, he's been turning this around and he knows what it feels too, because he didn't come from much. So it is just amazing. He created that community around him and he created that family for him. 
you can never pay that back. And it just, it, it's just a good feeling. Yeah. And it's selfless to do that. Well, and I would love, so if you're listening to this and there's a practice that you have for yourself, for your friends and your family, for your community that you practice, I would love to know and learn and steal and, you know, cheat off of someone else's homework and get ideas. So I would love, uh, you can, you know, comment on Instagram on Sabina's Insta or mine. Once this episode goes live, there will be posts for it. So would love to know what else is out there and how, how people are filling their own cups by giving back to those around them, uh, whether big gestures or small gestures. And that will fill totally our cup if you respond to that, to just see how we can spread it more as well. And yeah. we will then share it on the next episode with you guys. Yeah. If something has come up. And that's a wrap, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So one more podcast to round year. out the end of December, which is so crazy. So I think we can share now that we will have one more podcast after this. And it's going to be focused on goals, not necessarily in the traditional way that we talk about New Year's resolutions, but again, goal setting from a place that feels really authentic and is also attainable. So that's mm -hmm. our, our last official podcast of December. And there will be a bonus track to celebrate 2022. I actually have a gem of a snippet of a recording when Sabina and I were actually just getting familiar with our equipment and how to record on Alitu. And it's pretty freaking funny. I think it's <laughs> hilarious. So we'll have a bonus like five minute episode to celebrate the new year. And then we're actually going to take a month off. So we'll be taking January off and we'll kick off season two of Don't Fuck It Up in February. So we're really, really excited. And, you know, if you've been with us on this journey since we started in the fall, thank you because we've really had a lot of fun. And so to round out this, this gratitude episode and how to thrive through the holidays, I want to just share appreciation for having this platform and for being able to share and for having people take interest and all of the comments, feedback and DMs that we've received from people who have listened. And it's, you know, at least one thing has resonated. I just, that fills my cup and really puts me in a place of immense gratitude. So thank you for tuning in. Until then, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. Thank <laughs> you.